Herd mentalists, hear me. Well, there's a little bit of a diatribe today at the beginning of the show because it's been, gosh, over a week since the last episode was released with One Godless Woman. Here's a little bit of an update. One Godless Woman received $12,300 from you guys. And that's put her in a wonderful position where she can go away, she can pay some bills. Good things have happened. So thank you all very, very much. The last week has been pretty exhausting. Uh, I work casually in my current position, so I try and fit the show in around it. It's The, the show's now becoming a full-time job. I haven't been looking after myself. So <laughs> the tithers to this show come and go. They send me, some send me emails and say, hey, we can't afford to continue paying at the moment. And that's fine. You don't, you don't have to justify it to me. For, for every two tithers I may get, I, I may lose one. So it's a, it's a slow struggle. It's a slow battle trying to get to the point where it's, it's able to pay me for my time. As a result of the fundraiser, somebody else sent me an email. This month, instead of donating $50 to Kiva... I donated it to support Baby Hannah, an Indiegogo campaign for a premature baby. So that's as a result of what you guys have given me. So we're still doing good things. Uh, a little brief rundown on perhaps what I'm listening to. There's Cognitive Dissonance, The Scathing Atheist, who just hit his 50th show, uh, Rational Talk, No God Cast, Imaginary Friends Show, Bible Reloaded, Atheist Hangouts with Gamma, Godless Smegcast, You Without God, A Matter of Doubt, Atheists on Air, C-Web Sunday School, The Thinking Atheist, Atheist Experience, Skeptoid with Brian Dunning, Barroom Atheists, Faith and Skepticism Podcast, The Naked Scientists, Dr. Carl. This is what I find intellectually stimulating. So to finish up, it's all about money, guys. Gamma Atheist has been put in a position where he's lost his job for reasons that may be attributed to his activism. We simply don't know. But you can support his work by heading to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com slash gamma atheist and that way you can set up a recurring payment for each episode that comes out with and you can set a maximum limit as well so if you want to donate a dollar a show that's great and if you set the limit at four shows per month then you'll donate four dollars it's a really good system the bible reloaded guys have begun using the service as well patreon.com slash tbr for the bible reloaded and i suggest you give those guys a handout too as always you can head to herdmentalitypodcast.com and click on the support tab and give me half a coffee a month because the more people I can get donating towards the show, the more good I can do for the community and put your voices to air. Finally, I'd like to thank CWeb619 and Franco Soup on Twitter. These guys put in an extraordinary amount of effort for this week's Raygate saga. Raygate? Did I say Raygate? I meant Rapgate. Right, guys, let's have a chat with some people I've never met. The father requires a lot of gin. Brohim Habim le Hud mentality, si hot im zarim, morim nosim, shall atheism vi humanim, neolam le pagahesti, otam levem molem, le pagsho oti, aval naklim, call rezan, vi lokim sikon im hebor, internet, beati vi bizrat, hasem nitso, siha nianianet, avorem li hazin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Herd Mentality Podcast. With me today, I have Joshua at Josh Learn, as in L-E-A-R-N. Josh, how you doing? Very well, thank you. Where are you from? I'm from Ontario, Canada. Niagara, specifically. Canada? Really? With an internet mm-hmm. connection this good? <laughs> 
Yeah, it's fiber optic. Uh, oh, wow. They have they have light in Canada? Mm-hmm. Baffling. Josh, you sent me an email and you had a couple of concerns that you raised and you wanted to come on and discuss it. Yeah, sure. Yes, I, I have a nine-year-old daughter and her friends from school, some of them are very religious and there are some evangelical Christians who have taken it upon themselves to try and educate my daughter about Jesus and um, hell and the rapture and talking snakes. That, and that's very kind of them. Mm-hmm. The real complication is I'm, I'm divorced. Ah. Um, I share custody with my ex-wife and she sees no problem with my daughter getting a religious education. I've always tried to teach her to ask questions and think for herself and not believe everything she hears, but uh, she's also very trusting, particularly of adults. Well, she's and a child. Yeah. The difficulty is really is it's kind of hard to put my foot down about this. I mean, they've asked if they can bring her to church. My ex has actually let her go once. Um, and I mean, if it were, you know, your run-of-the-mill Protestant boring church she'd probably hate it but it's one of those crazy hand-waving hallelujah churches where they have a rock band and they make it fun Mm, fun churches they're the worst is your ex-wife religious at all no not really i mean she believes in god she just doesn't have a religion herself Mm, okay so she's spiritual or deist sure you can call it that (laughs) what does your daughter think about this she's confused because she knows that um, I don't really want her there. I mean, I don't mind if she learns about religion. I, you know, if she wanted to know about church, I would take her myself hmm. and explain everything. But it's the fact that I have no control, and it's a scary church. Hmm. It's the the one with the bait and the hook. Yes. So, how can you best prepare your child? Um, I've always tried to do that. I've always tried to teach her to ask questions. You know, I always promised myself that I'd never, when she asked me a question, I would never say because I said so. You know, she presses me for an answer for just about everything. Mm. So I'm really proud of her for that. And how old is she? She's nine. Okay. So she's fairly cognizant of what's happening around her. Yes. She's a smart kid. Oh, good. See, Tom and Cecil from Cognitive Dissonance, this often comes up on their show. They they often mm-hmm. mention, okay, I've got a child, he's going to a birthday party, it's a religious family, and the best you can do is not give somebody a yes or no answer. It has to be grey, because as an atheist, you simply don't know. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we are agnostic about such things. But the child has to be able to arrive at a conclusion themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm not one for giving advice, but perhaps it might be worthwhile taking her to a different church that offers different views. I've offered that. She hasn't really been all that interested. I mean, this one has a rock band. So. <laughs> okay. I would like to take her. Um, there's a really nice old Anglican church in Niagara-on-the-Lake that my parents were married at. It has some sort of sentimental value, if if nothing else. How would it make you feel if she were to come home and say, hey, I've decided to become a Christian? I'd be very disappointed. Not in her necessarily. I'd be disappointed in myself because I've always tried to teach her to think. I hear what you're saying about trying to teach her to think. Not all religious people are silly. I mean, that that's, well, we reserve that judgment for Ray Comfort. But in her instance, 
she she should continue to be supported by her family and friends yeah. and her, well, and her I'm network. I'm not going to stop loving her or anything. I'm just, no, no, no. And I would continue to try and teach her to think and help her to arrive at a you know hmm. reasonable conclusion. I mean, she un- she's nine and she understands evolution much better than ninety nine percent of theists out there. From the age of four, she wanted to be a paleontologist. And if yeah. she were to go down this path, and for this to be a bone of contention between the two of you, it's entirely possible that this could be something, because she's approaching that age where rebellion is innate in a child. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think perhaps a, a relaxed view about it might be the best approach. Well, I'm not terribly afraid of the rebellion, because I think if she does rebel, it's going to be against her mother, because her mother's the, the controlling one. It's tough, and it's it's extremely tough because I'm the bad guy here. You know, if it were to come to another custody battle, you can be sure my ex would bring this up, how I haven't seen to my daughter's spiritual education, when the reality is kind of the opposite. The cure is education. The more she can be prepared and armed with information about what is happening around her, the better place she is to make her own decision. Mm-hmm. She's a really smart kid. I'm, in the long run, I'm really not that worried. I mean, it's just for the right here and the right now, it's it's uncomfortable because she, she'll come home and she'll ask me questions and I have to talk about the rapture. Zombie carpenters or... <laughs> but what does she think of all this? The questions, you can always turn back on somebody else and say, does this, based on what you know about the world, does this seem real to you? Does this seem like it could have occurred? <laughs> she still believes in Santa Claus. So. Well, she's nine. That's fair. <laughs> that's not, that's fair. I'm 31 and still believe in Santa Claus. He still comes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he pops down the herd mentality chimney once a year, mm-hmm. delivers the payload. Thanks for coming. I get socks. Epistemology and, and asking people how they know what they know. And uh, I'm, I'm not, I've not yet read it, but I'm told that Peter Bogosian's book a manual for creating atheists is quite a good way of preparing children to counter these these arguments using reality. That was the first first thing to pop up in my search engine. Hmm. I got as far as a manual for. I'd strongly recommend getting your hands on a copy and taking a read and seeing what you come up with. But by all means, please give me a call from time to time and just keep me posted on how she's going. Sure, yeah, that'd be nice. But the best decisions that she can make will be the ones that she's best educated to make. Mm -hmm. One of the things perhaps you could engage with the other parents about when you drop your child off to spend some time with them is just pull them aside and say, look, my daughter's asking me questions about things that are faith-based. And while I'm not here to tell you how to bring up your own children, I'd just like you to consider this. If your children were to come over to my place and I were to begin telling them about the virtues of Islam, how would that make you feel? Actually, I thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> that I almost word for word. Um, mm. But they, I don't think they like me very much. I've always had a Darwin fish on the back of my car, and they're they're kind of close to my ex. Mm. I mean, they hang out regularly. They live down the street, and so they get along very well. And so I'm the bad guy. So at Josh Learn, thank you very much for coming on and just sharing a couple of your thoughts and experiences. Wish you all the best. By all means, get in touch with me again in the future with with any updates. Or if anybody has any suggestions, please get in touch at Josh Learn on Twitter. Or you can email me an MP3 of your thoughts 
and I'll put it on a future podcast. So thanks a lot for coming on, Josh. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Herd Mentality bonus material. And once again, as is traditional, joined by Religious T. Hello, T. How are you, sir? I'm very good. How are you? I'm very well. A bit tired, but overall quite well. What time is it there in, um, in Australia? It's ooh, approaching 9am, so I'm on to my second coffee. It still hasn't kicked in quite yet. So in order to wake me up, I need to find out a little bit more about Hebrew. It's tricky. That's what I can tell you. Yeah. Hebrew is tricky. As, as far as languages go, it's probably up there with Mandarin. <laughs> I once tried to learn Spanish, and all I could tell people was that uh, things were not acceptable. Um, <laughs> and they just assumed you were German? No es aceptable para usted. Is this not acceptable? No. Well, <laughs> that's a good lead into this show, isn't it? <laughs> okay, tell us what you've been doing this month. To be honest, I've been looking at the tradition of um, Judaism and the kind of because it's um, unfortunately in in Britain especially and Europe maybe in other places as well it's uh, it's on the decline. Judaism is uh, is is losing followers as we go on. There's quite a few reasons have been put forward. One of the main ones is rising secularism, and that's because uh, Judaism is not just a religion, not just a faith, but, you know, a way of life. It's a set of rules. It's a set of scriptures for how we live day to day. And uh, they don't always they don't always work out so well. So I've been to a synagogue. I've tried to find out uh, a bit more about it. Yeah, it's a lot of rules, a lot of regulations. Uh, how many rules exactly? I'm of the understanding it's about 600 and something. 613. Ah. Which is a lot. That is a lot um, of rules. And if you try and live your life by them, that 613 things you not only have to remember, but have to be able to implement. So I know um, a lot of the other religions aren't so happy with, you know, you're eating meat and your your hams off a bone and stuff like that. And, you know, that's one of the things of uh, Judaism. And as regular listeners of a show will know, I am, in fact, a vegetarian or, yeah. um, you know, as the as the wife says, a, a vegetarian. Um, <laughs> just cut that out. <laughs> No, I'm not editing this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's not the hardest thing about. The hardest thing about is how you, um, yeah, how you converse with your fellow human beings. So there's scriptures on not gossiping, and you find like just during the day you'll be bitching about someone, and that's not so good. That's against uh, that's against the Torah. Ah. So you'll uh, so you'll try and stop that. But also there's a way of um, the, there's the scriptures on how to phrase your speech as well so there'll be big gaps in between each word and in fact there's, there's some cultures that adhere to this completely and they almost count two or three seconds between each word just to make sure they've given it enough of a, th- a thought bef- uh, before they go on um i talk fairly fast so this has been almost impossible for me so are, th- um, are there any italian jews do you think <laughs> well not really i found that judaism was quite hard to get into with with all the other religions I've kind of just shown up, uh, knocked on the door, with the Jehovah's Witness especially, I've knocked on their door, you know. Oh, yes. <laughs> ironic. With this, I, I emailed them. The closest synagogue was about 40, 50 miles away. So I emailed them first to say, would they mind me turning up? This is what the project I'm doing. You try and do it with the utmost respect and the utmost sincerity and so forth. And I got a, a bit of an email back saying, I find your project fanciful, um, Judaism isn't just something that you can learn in a month it's a way of life it's uh, it takes years of dedication and you know you can turn up if you want it's an open day but you know you you won't understand any of it which was true because (laughs) it was all in hebrew (laughs) 
Well, I think fanciful is a, is a wonderful adjective for what you do. I think so. I, I couldn't disagree. I said I can do so much in, in, in one month. I can try and find out about all these cultures and all these traditions. And the only way I can do that is by talking to these people who have dedicated their lives to it. And uh, she, she softened up a little bit after that. I think, I think off the bat, what I'm doing sounds um, stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is fine. Uh, but she was she was okay once I uh, once I spoken to her. But yeah, once once I got there, it was lovely. I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on, <laughs> but everyone was smiling. Everyone was singing. There was you know dancing. They were all reading. The lady when I got there, I, I kind of walked in the door and it was a completely empty, beautiful building, but completely empty. I kind of walked in and I knew the name of the person I was looking for and I asked if she was there and uh, she said, oh, she's not here yet. But um, yeah, and who did you ask if it was completely empty? Oh, there was not. Com- I'm exaggerating for effect there was about three people there ah, in a huge okay. room seeing it you know <laughs> relatively empty so i asked if if she was here and she said no but you've forgotten your um your, your score cap so i had to went back and there was obviously score caps for um for borrow so i went and borrowed those <laughs> placed it on to my first headgear of the month so that was quite nice mm-hmm. um and then i went back and um she was a bit flustered with how to speak to me because I, I told her straight away what I was doing because she said you, you knew how long have you been jewish i was like never um, just, just now, <laughs> just now. But I'm still was, young. It's still young. <laughs> the night is young, you know. We'll see how it goes. She was really nice. She was really open, and um, she was saying how you know we're a we're a liberal um, synagogue here. So you know, and then she looked at me and went, "So we, you know, we allow gays." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Does she listen to this show? <laughs> so I was thinking, a month ago, maybe not so much. Two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just hand her a flash drive with episode thirty nine and you being fabulous. That's <laughs> pretty good, wasn't I? Uh, you, yeah, round of applause. <laughs> Are you going to edit that in the round of applause? Uh, probably. Well, probably. <laughs> so, um, but she was great, and she was uh, she was telling me about how the, the tradition goes and trying to set me up for exactly what was going to happen and. It was a young female in charge of the proceedings, which was nice, and it was lovely. It was a family event that day, so we um, we sat with the children and um, helped them go through um, the the Torah and so and, and so on. And it was great. It was lovely. I didn't have a clue what we, it was all in Hebrew, and I mean literally <laughs> all in Hebrew. And she was trying to help me along with the words, um, but it you know it's it's um, it's just symbols as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> But it was great. It was absolutely lovely. But this can't be all you did for the month. No, no. I was trying to go over the traditions. and there was, I was trying to focus on the rules and how people live their life. So, you know, you can't touch women who will be menstruating. So for the entire month, I, I, I touched, other than, other than the, the Mrs. T, of course, I tried to touch no women at all, which is which is it's easy enough. And you can't really. talk to or touch? You can't touch them. Oh, right. Which which sounds like it must be easy, but then you think maybe they've touched chairs. Can I sit on the same chairs? As yeah, them? I mean, how do you deal? How do you get around the issue of public transport? Public transport. Um, I stood. Well, good. But the second, <laughs> and this might seem like an obvious question because it is. How do you know? You don't. That's the thing. You don't know. So you have to err on the side of caution. Uh, so <laughs> there's no touching any women. Try not to sit down very often. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm getting on. I'm getting on. I need to sit down. So how many how many of these 613 rules do you think you broke? Oh, lots. Hmm. Definitely lots. There's, there's so many. Obviously, the, the one of the ones that everyone knows is the uh, one in 
I think it's Deuteronomy about uh, not having mixed fibers, about not mixing wool and linen. Oh, how did that um, go? It's it's easy if you take the label's word for it. But I since found out there are places that will actually go over all your clothes and remove all the linen from um, your wool clothes, which sounds mental to me. Because it must cost a lot of money to send all your suits to somewhere for them just to remove the linen. And you think that this this is really odd. But then, as a culture, we blow out birthday candles on cakes and stuff like that. And there's so many traditions that sound ludicrous when you talk about them, but they're <laughs> they're fine, really. I think tradition's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons that Judaism is kind of falling off a map of it is that it's so based in tradition, but it's traditions that people don't necessarily adhere to anymore. But they're still nice. They're still... I mean, having wool and linen together means nothing at all. But it's still a nice, it's still a nice kind of mm. tradition that they've upheld. And it, obviously, the other one is a man who lives with another man um, should be stoned. Mm. I mean, it helps. I, I mean, I wouldn't lie to another man without being stoned. Mm. Um, no. You know. So, did you live with another man or lie with another man throughout the course of the month? Should we queue you up for a stoning? <laughs> Um, this is a bit where you play the, the last podcast, isn't it? Uh, no, that's that'd be a monster of an edit. Best avoided. And look, you, you don't have to. Re- you know, we're, we're pretty liberal on this show. If if that's your thing and you want to avoid incriminating yourself publicly, you, you don't enjoy being stoned to death, then that's fine. You can just say no. Um, no. Good, correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed I've enjoyed all the tradition, but it, the thing with Judaism is it reminded me a lot of Christianity. I mean, you know the thing with obviously Twitter arguments. You you've been on Twitter arguments yourself, I assume at some point. Oh, actually, no, you do all right, don't you? You were. Uh, I dodge the bullet most times. You do this, but like um, how people say on Twitter, like for this to happen, you've got to you've got to agree with this as well, and then they. They go back to the Old Testament when you were, when you're on with the Bible Reloaded, yes. who went over slavery and stuff like that, and you know that's that's all in the. I f- it, there is some in the New Testament, isn't there? But it's it's mainly the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. I think I'm right. Yeah, I think I'm about right in that. They'll they'll have to tweet me and shout at me for that. I remember so much about. Uh, obviously, you want to know if I've had my penis shaved. That that's um, on the list of things to inquire about. Yeah, um, I didn't. Ah, well, there's not enough to shave off. It's, yeah. it's, but what sort of commitment is this? <laughs> it's a month-long one. No, it's a, it's a half-assed one. None of this month-long nonsense. I can I can only I can only put the shoe on the other foot. If you were doing this for a month, would you? Go See, no, nonsense? I wouldn't be stupid enough to do this. <laughs> but would you? Uh, okay, being realistic, if I were to convert to Judaism for a month and make a lifelong decision about my bits and pieces, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go under the knife or sharp stone. Hmm. Hmm. But exactly. again, I'm not the one doing this. <laughs> I couldn't find a qualified doctor to do it. Does that imply you found an unqualified doctor to do it? I found a drunk man with a stone and he said he'd be willing to do it. Isn't Judaism um, the, the one where they uh, perform the circumcision and then suck the blood off? That is, yeah. That, that is part of, the, part of the tradition. And that didn't happen at that service you went to? <laughs> I can just imagine you sitting there, walking into an empty room and saying, Hey, is Mechidi's mom on the Bachna here? And just stunned silence from the no people who are there. And then somebody sort of pokes their head around the corner and speaks to you in Hebrew. And everyone sort of files into the church, all speaking Hebrew. And you're smiling and nodding and agreeing. And, and then they get you up on the altar and lie you down. 
and whip off your strides. <laughs> get out the secateurs. Is that you don't drink blood. So, you know, I don't know how they get away with that. That's one of the rules. It's one of the rules. Don't drink blood. Yeah. Cannibalism's okay. In some parts of the Bible, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's very hard. There's, there's certain set rules, and then there's certain things that definitely break. I mean, I'm, I suppose they're not technically drinking. It's like wine tasting, isn't it? Wine tasting. That's horrible. That's horrible. These little kitties are suffering. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, yeah. tell me about the skull cap arrangement. What's going on there? Well, that's to that's to cover your head. <laughs> well, it does a terrible job. It does a really bad job. I'm not entirely sure why everyone does it. It looks neat. I liked it. Did everyone, you wear it for the whole month? No, you you only um, as far as I could tell, you only read it. Uh, you only wear it when you're in the um, synagogue. Right. I, I met somebody the other day. Came into where I work, and both he and his son had the little headwear. The silly headdress on. I'm not saying there aren't overachievers. <laughs> well, yeah, this guy was taking it the extra mile, completely unlike you. Well, that's up to him. <laughs> I kept my extra mile. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. All right. So headwear wasn't such a major component. How many times did you go to the synagogue? I found that was odd because the headwear was such an important component and then foreskin wear, not so much. Right. So what, they... They gave you the visual inspection, said, yes, skull cap, tick, but they didn't unzip and... No. Huh? Nothing. Nothing. Their customs officials are terrible. <laughs> Very lazy. <laughs> Imagine setting the alarm off with that as you go into the foreskin detector. <laughs> so much foreskin talk on this show. It's distressing. It's your show. Mm. Well, no, it's a guest-driven show. That's my disclaimer, guys. Yeah, but it is your inability to, you know... Move the conversation <laughs> away. To point the guest in the right direction. <laughs> Whereabouts did you nearly die this month? Again, it's it's the eating thing, but eating's fine for me. Um, I didn't lose a foreskin. I wore some headgear. I learned about some traditions. It reminded me. It, it reminded me a lot about the about the reason why Christians are, are, are so happy. I think was was a lot of it. I remember um, one of my first one of my first church visits right at the start of this uh, at the start of this year. They were going through Galatians. Now you'll know as a man who's been on a fishing trip with a Bible, whether I'm right or wrong, but it was I think it was Galatians. Mm -hmm. I think it was Paul professed his glee that he no longer had to remove the end of his cock because Jesus built a new covenant. Uh, when he died on the cross, and this particular preacher said, "So there we have it." So the crucifixion was a circumcision on a biblical scale. And right. I don't think I've heard a better phrase than that in my entire life. And yet people still do it. People still do it. But there's other nice things. There's there's a lot to ridicule in Judaism, but there's a lot of nice things. The, the way that it says that people should speak of each other and uh, integrate as a society is, is, is really nice. And the other one, of course, is like, is tithing. And you yourself will um, appreciate that mm -hmm. to a certain degree recently. Tithings and charity is something that everyone can do, but it's nice to be reminded of that. And I think nothing reminds us more than a, a genuinely good cause and a genuinely good thing to do. And I think you've dedicated quite a bit of your last few weeks to a certain, a certain cause. Ah, right. Uh, yes, the little fundraiser for One Godless Woman. Yes, that's right. Uh, no, it wasn't weeks, it was a matter of days. It was a matter of days. It was um, quite simply, I think, two to three days. I mean, we hit 
$10,000 in 36 hours. And it's about 12 and a half now, isn't it? But it's closed down. Yes, it's closed it's down. Gone. Game it's over. Done. Thanks for coming. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Brilliant. And I think you don't need to be reminded of that, but you need to be reminded there's something worth typing for. And I think that what you did was reminded everyone else, like like the uh, Torah does and like other religions do, in saying that there are certain things worth fighting for. I think you did that for a lot of people as well, for all the herd mentalities who uh, listen in on the show, all four of them. Yep, yes. Um, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Between all four of them, they coughed up the coinage. Yeah, so, you know, these these traditions aren't inherently religious, but the fact that they're there is a good thing, I think. Hmm. Uh, Whether you're reminded of it by a podcast or a religion, I mean, the podcast doesn't really go and tell you to do silly things and then say, go and do something good little different to a religion <laughs> so we took yeah. a serious angle there i'll cut that that won't make it <laughs> but no obviously like you, you know you just the, the obvious thing is that charity and causes and justice and right is a good thing it sounds like a pretty boring month religious tea to be honest well nobody really wanted to talk to me so <laughs> that was what happened did you offend um, anybody no, everyone was. Uh, nobody wanted to be offended. I mean, the the fact that they told me straight away we're a very liberal, um, we're a very liberal synagogue, and we allow even your kind, you know, the gays, um, into this, into this, into this house of worship, and the the family orient, uh, the the family side of it was lovely, and everyone was having fun, and you know, we can ridicule all the six hundred and thirteen laws that they have, but is it really worth it? <laughs> some are silly, some aren't so much. I found a few interesting things out. One about, you know, another popular podcast, the No Godcast. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, they had um, a philosopher on. It's, I can't remember his name right now. I should have done some research. I haven't. I, I'll, I'll do it later. It's not important. Um, but he came up with an idea of the um, evil God um, hypothesis, where it's not a loving God, it's an evil God. And what I found was that out of um, Judaism has kind of spawned this Holocaust hypothesis where a God that loves the Jewish population cannot exist because the Holocaust happened. Now, these people are still Jewish, but they seem to see that something inherently wrong has happened and maybe it's not quite the same God that they thought existed. So that was quite interesting. Did they raise that topic with you? Uh, I found that, unfortunately, on my own little research. No, in terms of in terms of the people I spoke to, they just they were just having a sing and a dance and speaking in Hebrew. <laughs> I didn't have a fucking clue what was happening. Well, that's a good way to ostracise somebody. I thought so. When they're trying to join your <laughs> religions, just switch languages. Just yeah. Begin singing and dancing and and pointing and laughing at them. Okay, and what's next up on the list of religions? Well, I thought I've got a few left. I think four left. We've been speaking today, actually, uh, me and Mrs. T, about what do I do after this? What's my life going to be after all these joining religions? And you know, I've, I've got a bit of a, a bit of a nice community happening on Twitter and stuff, and I've enjoyed that. I mean, are any of you going to speak to me after I've done this? That's Pro probably not. See, and, and here's the reason why: we've had a vote <laughs> off air, so you didn't, you don't know about this. But the entire herd mentality community has voted that you should be a suicide bomber for your very last <laughs> month. <laughs> so, will we be speaking to you after this? Mm, probably not. Unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But um, I went on um, Gamma Raphia's show and uh, right at the end, uh, they asked if we had people to thank. And I had a lot of people to thank because 
this went from just one guy and a few people interacting but not many and doing it on his own and being quite a solitary experiment to actually a lot of people have got very much involved and a lot of that I think has to do with your involvement huh. and uh, I think so huh. I went from about 300 to followers to about a thousand in about two months thanks to your podcasting for well <laughs> I think it's just as much to do with the principle of what you're you're doing um, you're a sharp guy you obviously inquisitive you know a little bit of publicity can't hurt <laughs> Fairly sharp after the circumcision. Uh, <laughs> next month. I, I let you choose it. Do you remember? Yes, I do remember. But I'm, yes. I'm asking a question to which I already know the answer. This is how I run here. The oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so let, let's try that again, shall we? So All next right. month, what are you up to? Oh, you know. You're not helping here. <laughs> Okay, well, role reversal. You take. you interview me about what's happening next month for you. Okay, we'll do that. Hmm. Um, so, uh, Adam, it's been a few uh, difficult months for yourself. You've uh, you've obviously been castrated, and um, your hemorrhoids have finally cleared up. Yes. Um, so, what's on for uh, next month? Uh, Sikhism. <laughs> Was that convincing? Did that? Did I sound like <laughs> you at all? <laughs> like me? I thought you were trying to sound like someone castrated. Isn't that where we get? Oh, golly gosh! So Sikhism. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Another month of silly headwear. Yes, Mister Atheist Bobfish, the master of every single <laughs> every single accent other than Bolivian. What's <laughs> uh, <laughs> me? Bolivia. Uh, I'm meeting him next month. Oh Very really? Mm. He's well. He's northern too, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he's not far from me. He's uh, in, in fact where the Scientology church is, so he's uh, not too far away. Right. So having a little bit of a get together with him and uh, secular lad, of course. Ah yes. Yeah. Oh gosh, I wish I was in England. <laughs> we, we wish you were over in England as well. I could come round. We could all go door knocking together and. That'd be amazing. Try and impose our beliefs on others. <laughs> Non-beliefs. Have you ever considered? Not believing something. <laughs> We'd like to talk to you about nothing at all. <laughs> Isn't the world a beautiful place? Well, that's due to fuck all reasons, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Came from nothing. So Sikhism. Yeah. That was your choice. Um, I'm very grateful for it. It seems like it'll be a really fun one. I know almost nothing about it, so I'm excited to... It's only the beginning of the month. Of course, yeah. So I was going to start from uh, the 1st of February. Hmm. Well, don't sound too enthusiastic. It was only your choice. Oh no! I thought. Sorry, I thought you were still going. <laughs> give it. Give, okay. Let's go again. Let's go again. All right. So I'm going to be starting from the first of February. Brilliant! Can't wait to hear about it. I mean, from what you're telling me so far, you know very little about it. But by the end of the month, you'll be all across it. I hope so. I hope so. I've, I've contacted no one so far, and mm -hmm. uh, I've done very little research. So you need some sort of uh, biblical college where you can just call up the hotline and go, "Hi, religious tea here." I'm about to become a Sikh. Where do I get my clothes? What sort of silly headdress do I have to wear? And who can and can I not punch? <laughs> well, um, turban, for one. Um, now, are you going to wear the turban? I've got to, haven't I? You do, because... For some of it. I'm, no, for all of it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm quite annoyed... <laughs> That you're, you really are letting the team down, religious tea. You know, you didn't go under the knife last month because, okay, fair enough. It's a part of your body. It's close to you. And I wouldn't say close to your heart, but within a couple of feet or so. But the headdress. Yeah, do you think I am? <laughs> but, but the headwear. This, this is not a big sacrifice to make. So 
I hereby decree on behalf of all four of the herd mentalists that you must wear a turban for the entire month as a sheik <laughs> and post a photo of you every day wearing it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put, I'm gonna say something now. I'm quite a middle class white emo kind of kid. I'm worried it might be construed as taking the piss if I wear a turban every day. As opposed to the last eight months. Well, no one can see my cock. <laughs> right. But if I'm wearing a, you know, a turban on my head, people might think I'm going around. I don't know. I don't know what. Maybe they won't care. I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see. We'll see. And then you'll be sorry. No, you. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll be sorry because you'll probably get punished in some sort of torturous way. Probably. No. Okay. okay. No, well, no. Wear, just just, just a photo each day of you oh, showing off your turban. Where am I even going to get a turban from? You're doing the experiment. This is what do I have to do all the heavy lifting around here? Some of it would be nice. No. <sighs> I'm not going to do a fundraiser so you can get a towel. You're not willing to pull your weight at all? No, the, f the 1st of February, you should be going off to your local chic mart and, <laughs> and getting a fitting for some sort of crazy headgear. Around my massive brain. Steady on. <laughs> yeah, get the turban, but, you know, once a day in different positions. We, we, I don't think we've ever seen your face, have we? Um... Some people may have. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, it's entirely up to you. Maybe just from the back or the side, just in, in alluring positions. Okay. Hmm. So, okay, I, I understand that if you're going to walk down a dark alley in a rough neighbourhood as a white emo kid wearing a turban, <laughs> there is a good chance that somebody may misinterpret your intentions, which are clearly pure. <laughs> when I did... When I did um, Muslim Month and I did Ramadan, and obviously um, you can't shave... Um, during Ramadan, and my, I'm, I'm not, you know, the most pubescent of human beings. <laughs> uh, I grew a little bit, and it grew quite a bit. And obviously, you can't cut your hair the, the same as Sikh as, as well, but you, you can't cut your hair. So I was scraggly at the hair and a big beard. I went into um, a chip shop after um, mosque because <laughs> we broke fast, and uh, it was all meat, so I couldn't eat any of it. So I kind of just like ate a very small amount of like little bits of fruit and yep you, you break you break fast with a prune and so forth and uh, then I went to get some chips and I went into a chip shop and a guy just went what's to the beard mate and I went oh it's a, a long story and he just went you need to shave it off or you look like a Muslim <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is in, in this area uh, of uh, you're wanting me to walk around with a turban mm. you know on your head be it no no the turban will be on your head <laughs> Alright, uh, is there anything else we need to know? Oh, did you hear Ra on the radio recently? I did. She, wasn't I, she good? She was brilliant. So I always thought that um, Ra was obviously brilliant written down and um, she's great when you reduce her life to um, Raylene. <laughs> she, um, she brings it on herself. <laughs> but I thought she'd be a bit different on national radio. It turns out she's exactly the same. Yep, she's, she's still brilliant. Ra. And My favourite line was, um, look, sir, you've had your say, now pipe down. Yes. <laughs> pipe down. She wasn't taking any nonsense. It was brilliant. And afterwards, oh. because the, the, that phone call, so for, to bring everyone up to speed, Franco Soup 
on Twitter who plays Raylene in the sketches phoned into BBC Radio 5 Live with somebody who was talking about the, the Muhammad cartoons and his uh, stance on gay marriage being, well, mm. bigoted. And on the radio, there was Mitch Ben, who is the musician from The Now Show, which is uh, quite a good podcast if you jump onto... Uh, BBC uh, the podcast list and get the now show Mitch Ben's on there and Ra was on there and they were both just giving this bloke well hell for want of a better term and uh, afterwards I, I sent Ra a tweet and said you were on air with Mitch Ben because he's he's sort of one of my comedic heroes and Ra just says I've never heard of him I don't know who he is don't know who he is okay well good luck with uh, Sikhism thank you very much can't wait to see the photos oh Maybe I'll start on Instagram. Maybe that's what I'll do. Yes. All sorts of filters. That way you can get away with, you know, a different coloured turban every day and actually only buy one. It's, it sounds perfect. Hmm. Yes. Religious tourism on a budget, on a shoestring. If I can use a shoestring around my head as a turban, even better. Hmm. It's all or nothing here. <laughs> very well, Religious Tea, thank you very much for coming on once again. I look forward to speaking to you in four or so weeks, if you're still alive. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. questions on Twitter. I don't know the answers. What? You on the Twitter again? Uh, yeah, Ray. We have a Twitter page to keep. Oh, that's know. right. We've got the, uh... Yes, yes, right. A Twitter, yes. The, the atheists keep trolling with lots of questions, you know, and facts. Facts, Ray. Facts? What, over the Twitter? Yeah, well, no. O- over God, asking for evidence. Well, I don't know what evidence even means. How much do I pay you to do this? Uh, not enough, Ray. Not enough. Right. Well, you're, you know, you're wasting too much time. Just get him on... Use the Twitter to communicate with that ridiculous atheist and get him to come down to living waters. What's he talking about, anyway? Uh, yeah, something about debating you on, um, you know, your creationism. Apparently he can, you know, prove you wrong. I don't believe it myself, no. but, you know... <laughs> There's, there's nothing to debate. This is all it's, it's ludicrous. Get him down. I'll give him five minutes. All right. Um, I will send him a tweet. Yeah, you can help. You need to get that punk-ass Ray Comfort up here right now. Oh! Are you that atheist from Twitter? Yes, I am that atheist from the Twitter. Ray has been talking oh. all kinds of shit on me, and about atheists, I'm here to show him what's up. Righty-ho, then. Well, I'd better get you over to see Ray. Just follow me into the office. Where are we going? Where are you taking me? Just follow me. I thought you atheists were supposed to be intelligent. Yeah, but why are we going down these deep, dark stairs? This ain't some science of the lamp shit, is it? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's just where Ray has his office, you know? That's where he does his business. Come on! Alright, it's kind of creepy, though. Ray! Ray, it's Raylene! Are you there? Hang on, I'm just finishing up some paperwork. Uh, Yes, what's going on? 
He wants to talk to you. Is he that rap artist? Yeah, that one, right? The he- one that was giving me a really hard time. Right, well, we can't. Come on, Ray, have- open the door. I'm right here, man. Let me in. How, before No, before that happens, Ray, Lane, have you checked him for weapons? <laughs> <laughs> weapons? The only thing I have for a weapon is my lyrical skills, Ray. Let me just finish up. The- there we go. Okay, welcome into the recording studio. Yeah, this is uh, kind of creepy. What's with all the uh, samurai swords on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> They're samurai swords? <laughs> Sometimes I get some really big hate mail to open. <laughs> oh, those are just letter openers then, huh? <laughs> now, you've been talking nonsense about me behind my back. Oh, no, it's been right out in front. I'm not talking about behind your back, man. I think it's time we settle this. How do you want to handle it? Raylene, sort this out. Hi, I'm Raylene and I'm more than obscene I'm the best moderator on the living motor scene Now either do you raise the insane web At the end of the battle I'll decide who's my name's Ray Z, I'm just here to be the best creation rap artist you're ever gonna see Cause my name's Comfort Ray, and it's safe to say the bloke you come to when you pray the gay away You atheist pricks are just a bunch of schmucks You still got no answers for the gosh darn crocodile. I just can't accept the change between kinds So I settle for preying on weak young minds We simply didn't come from filthy monkey men Take it from my homeboy, Kurt Cameron Evolution's a myth, this much is true, but you're all going to hell, but I'll probably pray for you. I'm about to use this ray just like a tool. Check me out over at C-Web Sunday School. I win these debates every single time. I destroy creationists line by line. I treat your arguments just like your God. He doesn't exist and the logic is flawed. I'm swinging for the fences in this debate. I'm going for the jugular of your fate. My opponent, ha, just look at this clown. I'm the new king, so give me my crown. This victory, I'm about to snatch. The banana man doesn't stand a chance. I don't need the science because there is no debate. Man didn't evolve from lower primates. Richard Dawkins is punk. I'm calling him out. I'll lyrically punch him in his British monkey mouth. He's written tricky books with a lot of big words and there's no point in reading if crocodiles and birds don't intermingle and just don't breed. So follow my lead and just don't read. The earth is no older than 10,000 years. I'm not quite convinced that the earth is a sphere. Man and dinosaurs were once living as one. I'm still waiting for evolution's smoking gun. The fossil record just doesn't lie. Evolution perfectly explains the human eye. You know dinosaurs never walked with man. Goddamn, creationism needs to be banned. It's the fact that the earth is 5.0 billion years old. I give you greater rate, your claims are bold. But we evolved from lower primates. Face it, Ray, you're related to apes with genetic mutations and DNA. Your arguments are weak, so just go away. You're ignorant of the scientific method. Lyrical punch to your chest will leave you breathless. I need a- As you can all see from the fully set rhymes, the scores one all half time change sides. I can't even believe that I'm in this debate. His evidence are weak and they carry no weight. Yes, we do have Darwin on our side. But the theory has evolved since he died. You want transitions from one kind to the next. Just look at birds, they're like a living T Rex. We have ancient viruses in our genes. Do you even understand what this means? Your timeline just makes no goddamn sense. You have to be more than a contortionist. Face it, your God is just a myth. 
Your savior was dead. He never did exist. I need a if atheism causes you to be blind, I still don't accept evolution's timeline. I simply don't care about the scientific evidence. I simply base it all on personal experience. Confirmation bias and cognitive dissonance is all best embraced. The sitting on the fence. Jesus was real. He speaks to me now. Unlike that bloke who has a website filled with cows, you think you're smart because you got Darwin. But every debate, you know I'm gonna win. I don't pretend to have all the facts. I take it on faith. And that is that is that. You sit back and tell me to accept it on faith. But your savior can't say because he's fake. I crucify your God right here and right now. I'm your new king, so get down and bow. I don't have time for this nonsense. To real scientists, you're barely a nuisance. Call me Godzilla, cause I'll crush all your dreams. I don't care about you or Aileen. You preach to the weakest of all minds. Too bad your faith leaves you blind. I know that history will prove me right. I'm done with this cat, he was barely your fight. You simply must accept the Bible to be true, because you wouldn't understand if God doesn't speak to you. You wouldn't want to meet me out on the street. There just isn't an atheist who I couldn't beat off. I've destroyed them all from A to B, Z, Myers and his cohort of idiosity. You believe C-Web? Nothing I can do except to say it clear that he shouldn't represent you. I can't believe the punishment that's coming his way. Eternal damnation for deciding not to pray. So atheist, I put your fears to rest. Jesus Christ is Lord. I'm out. God bless. Living orders is where I call home. Well, uh, time to congratulate me. All right, you are amazing, Ray. Oh, Just get, give us a little no, hug, get, get, Ray. Hold on, get, hold on, hold on. Get off me. I can't, you two, what, that's kind of weird what you guys are doing. You gave the contest to Ray? Did you not hear me rap? Yeah, I heard you rap. Your debate amounted to more bollocks than a waste bin at a transgender clinic. <laughs> oh, hell no, 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 no. Give me, He's getting angry. Yeah. Security, yeah. get in here. No, you better call no. security back. Security. I'm Stop him! Stop him! He's waving hey. the letter out now. Hey, hey, back up, back up, security, back up. What are you doing with that one dough? Nope, Ray, this is far from over, my friend. I will be back. Damn you, Ray! I'm so scared, hold me. Now, get, get your hands off me. You've got some more cleaning to do. <laughs> get down to the courtyard with the mop and bucket. I get all the shit jobs, Ray. You should see what's in my knickers. <laughs> uh, uh, don't give me that sight, please. <laughs> I'll invite you both into the stall. <laughs> it's the fifth floor. At the fifth floor dungeon.